And welcome everyone to Bridging the Geekdoms. I am your master of ceremony, Robert Slavinsky. And on today's episode, we are going to dive into the depths of the new DCU and talk about the first 10 projects James Gunn has announced earlier this week. For those of you who are new to the show or simply stopping by, make sure you hit that like button and even subscribe. It helps us out and can keep you informed of our latest video drops. Now, because there's so much to get into, with all that out of the way, let's get into it here. How is it going, everyone? Hope you've had a good week. I know that there's a lot of uh, discussion going on around the interwebs right now regarding what James Gunn revealed just a couple days ago. And I have to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little shocked. I, it wasn't exactly what I thought we were going to get, but it's also better than what I thought we could have gotten in some weird, different ways. To me, this, what he unveiled and what he showed us is far more DC tone than what I thought he was going to do. Let's not forget that David Zaslav often mentioned how he wants to build a, a, a universe, a franchise similar to Marvel. And I think I, like a lot of other people, we were kind of speculating on, oh, he's going to follow that same formula or same direction that Kevin Feige took with the Marvel films. However, when we take a look at what his first 10 projects that he announced are now, mind you, there's a good possibility that these 10 projects aren't even the first 10 projects because he didn't announce everything. This is just what they announced. I, I honestly believe that we're going to get some surprise releases over the next couple of years. And we're going to get into that here shortly on how I think everything's going to play, play out uh, over the next three, four five years. But I want to cover some of the highlights that are not necessarily because I, I'm sure you've gone over and watched plenty of YouTube shows and listened to many, many people talk about, oh, Creature Commandos is an animated series of military superhumans written by Gunn. Waller will be a spinoff series of Peacemaker, Superman. We've heard that probably at nauseum at this point by other YouTubers, other podcasters, everything like that. So I'm not going to sit here and act like you don't know what this stuff is. I'm sure you do. What I want to talk about are the highlights of what James Gunn and Peter Safran really highlight or what he they talked about on that day on what was that Tuesday that they had this discussion and, and unveiled all this, because I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of things that people really aren't highlighting or not talking about enough because everybody's so excited about what films and what TV shows are being made, or maybe you're not excited. Maybe you're somebody who's just like, you know what? I don't want to see any of this. None of this looks interesting at all. None of this is what I wanted to, to hear about or see. Maybe you're one of those people, but mind you, when you start to read between the lines and understand what James Gunn is trying to put on and, and, and do with this DC brand, it's pretty incredible. It's, it's like nothing we've ever seen before, which is exactly what we needed. We needed to see something that we've never seen before. So I, for one, am totally excited about what's coming. So let's get into some of these highlights from... Tuesday from Peter Safran and James Gunn. So first and foremost, the current DCEU slate will in a sense lead into James Gunn DCU. He did mention, and I'm sure you've heard this multiple times now, but he mentioned how Shazam leads into Blue Be or into Flash, Flash to Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle to uh, Aquaman, and how everything kind of just flows. The Flash is going to reset the DC universe. And that is a similar word that I have been using now for the last two, three years because of what I've heard. I've heard multiple times that it was going to reestablish the DC EU. It was going to reestablish this film universe that really had no direction and hasn't had a direction since 2016. So finally that movie is going to come out this June in just 
five months, it's going to come out finally and show the world kind of the direction <laughs> that DC is going to going to be taking. I like that idea because the one thing that they they highlight is the events of Flash because they reset the DC universe. It's not like the DC universe is gone completely. Much like Flashpoint, much like what happened with the New 52, much like what has happened in other iterations, some of these characters are going to be very similar, played by the same actors. And that's perfectly fine. You can have a Aquaman in a new universe that looks just like the Aquaman of the past. You can have a Wonder Woman. However, they did highlight, they did make sure to mention that both Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are not part of this plan moving forward. That may get a lot of people upset. It has gotten a lot of people upset. Well, first and foremost, let's talk about Ben Affleck. There's been this belief for quite some time that Affleck was going to be coming back to do his Batman movie, to do this, to do that, that he was going to be Batman forever for a long time. Unfortunately, that didn't pan out. It, it sucks. It's unfortunate. And I, I wish that he would be around and would be sticking around for the long, the long haul, but he's not. He is, however, willing to work with James Gunn. He's willing to work in the DCU in some form or fashion. Uh, my guess is going to be a director of some sort of film coming up. With that, I, I, we got to get to Henry Cavill. Everybody's sitting there like, oh, Cavill got fired. Cavill got fired. They fired Cavill for this. First of all, Cavill didn't have a contract. And one little aspect that a lot of people forget is Cavill's, Cavill not having a contract wasn't solely on Warner Brothers. It was also on Henry Cavill himself. He held out. He wanted more money. He wanted more control of the character. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Because he wanted to build the character a certain way. That's perfectly fine. That's not the first actor to ever want to do something like that. However, because he held out for so long, Warner Brothers started to go in another direction. It wasn't until he was able to, to hitch a ride on the back of Dwayne Johnson in Black Adam that he thought and Warner Brothers thought, hey, maybe we can work something out and come together on a deal. And there quite possibly was a, you know, a handshake deal made like, hey, you come and do this stuff. And if it pans out, we're good to go. That was all before James Gunn. But there was no contract signed. That was Warner Brothers. That wasn't DC Studios. That was Warner Brothers. James Gunn coming in is instructed to build a universe, to build a franchise. And the best way to do that is you want to go younger. But what about Batman and the Brave and Bold talking about having Damon Wayne? Well, we're going to get into that. But here's the thing. James Gunn comes in, he's hired to do a job. He's to build a franchise. He wants to get younger. He wants to build out his own Superman, which he has all the right to do. Us fans weren't promised that we would get Henry Cavill for 10, 15, 20 years. We're not promised anything. And there's a lot of people who forget that. A lot of people feel like they're slighted, that we were promised to get all these movies. Fans aren't promised anything when it comes to Hollywood. And if you don't know that by now, well, then you don't understand Hollywood. Take a look at Marvel. They would announce projects, and then they just wouldn't happen. They would change things and go from there. Same thing happened with DC. However, the reason why DC gets so much so much crap is because of all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that became public. That absolutely should not have become public, but did come become public. All of the stuff that was with Zack Snyder, with Ray Fisher, all of that stuff, because it was all brought to the surface for fans to hear and see, that's why there's so much hate and animosity towards Warner Brothers. 
But that was the old regime. That was pre-Zaslav, pre-James Gunn, pre-Peter Saffron. Well, not pre-Peter Saffron. He was producer for some of those films prior. But that's besides the point. We take a look at the people in charge now, and they were hired to do a certain thing, and they're doing it. So that, that right there, I think people need to, to fully grasp and understand this. It's not that they hate Henry Cavill. It's not that they want to shove it in fans' faces that they're canceling, quote-unquote canceling the Snyderverse. It's not that they want to screw anybody over. It's that they have a job to do to build a franchise, to build a universe that is going to last at minimum 10 years. And you can't really do that with a 40-year-old Superman and a nearly 50-year-old Batman. You, I mean, you, you could, but you're not going to get great stories or the type of stories that you should be utilizing to build a universe. And in my opinion, that's a great way to go. Yeah, Jason Momoa isn't young. I get that. Jason Momoa isn't very young, but... Then again, he's not going to be a huge main part of this universe, at least at the beginning. And even if he is, even if he comes in later, he's not a character that you're going to necessarily build around like you will with Superman. So keep that in mind. So while, yes, these actors can't come back, Gal Gadot, quite possibly Ezra Miller, and that's another thing. I don't think Ezra's going to come back. I think that the whole idea with Ezra Miller... They're not going to say he's not the Flash when a Flash movie is coming out. They're not going to announce or even acknowledge that until after the Flash movie comes out. And my guess is it probably won't even be acknowledged until sometime in 2024, 2025, when they officially announce or you know bring in a new Flash character into one of these upcoming films or TV shows. So keep that also in mind that, yeah, a lot of people probably want to see Ezra Miller come in, but it's or stay in, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, definitely keep that in the back of your mind. Now, Superman, like we said, is going to be roughly younger. He's going to be roughly around 25 years old in this new DCU, which I think is all all pretty cool, because if you think about it, Henry Cavill we don't really know what age he was in man of steel. He was probably in his mid twenties character wise, but when it comes to Batman for Superman and then justice league, I mean, it, not a lot of time jumped forward, but you can tell Henry Cavill is not 25 years old. You can tell that he's not 30 years old. You can tell he's a lot older than that. And that is an issue. So they're going to get somebody who's 25 years old. And I know that there's a lot of fan casting. And that's part of the fun about the, all this is fan casting. Who doesn't love to fan cast with things? I know I do. And I did a bunch of fan casting on, on Twitter the day that all this was announced because it's fun. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's something to get fans excited. Start fan casting. The thing is when you fan cast, you can't, you can't be, so sold on something that you fan cast or somebody or what somebody else's fan cast that when they finally cast somebody that isn't part of that fan cast, you don't get pissed off because that happens also. And it's really annoying, but these actors who they're going to have in these roles are going to portray, not the, just the live action version of these characters, but also the animated and quite possibly the video game versions as well which I think is really interesting because you take a look at what, and, and this is getting back to how I said, everything feels so DC in tone and very different from Marvel. And this is one of the ways that they're doing that because Marvel just didn't do that. The only animation that is loosely connected to the MCU is that what if series. It's an okay series. It's not great, but even then they don't have the same voice actors or anything like that. The video game aspect is really crazy, too, because when you take a look at that, video games are more of a, they're a bigger medium than they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. 
You take a look at something like The Last of Us and how big that game got, whether you like it or not, which I think it's terrible, but that's besides the point. It is a huge game and it has a great narrative story. And that's what they're looking at. I think that's a great, that's a great idea to do things like this. So when you take a look at all of the live action and all of the animation that they could be doing over the next five to 10 years, that's a lot of projects, a lot of projects. However, they mentioned that they're looking at doing two movies and two shows a year. So this year we have slated, currently slated, four films for 2023. Mind you, I think that's going to change, but we'll get into that in a bit here. After this year, they want two movies and two shows a year. I don't know how that's going to work and what that's going to look like. But we'll get into that here shortly. So the you know the these things these these projects that James Gunn announced: Creature Commandos, Waller, Superman Legacy, Lanterns, The Authority, Paradise Lost, The Brave and the Bold, Booster Gold, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing. Those are all coming out between now. And most likely 2026, 2027 at the latest, I would say. Now, what about Joker 2 and Batman Part 2? Well, the Batman Part 2 will be coming out at the end of 2025, October 2025, I believe. And Joker 2 is due to come out next year. And they will be labeled Elseworld Stories, which is exactly what everybody's been calling for for that stuff for a while. But if they do Crossworld Stories for that, or Elseworld Stories for that, why can't they do Elseworld Stories for Snyderverse? Well, here's the thing, kids. This stuff was already in development. This stuff has been proven to make a billion or near a billion dollars. This stuff is going to work for the DC brand. I'm not saying what Zach was doing can't work, but Zach is busy. James Gunn didn't say that the Snyderverse couldn't be an Elseworlds story down the line. Peter Safran didn't say that. No one said that. You were all putting that in his mouth. Those words, you're putting those words in his mouth and you're making it worse or sound worse than it actually is. And here's the thing. Here is the thing, everybody. When you think about it, do you really want multiple universes, big universes going on at the same time? You don't. Because you know it's going to hurt one brand or the other. Let's say they continue the Snyderverse, and then that's when you all find out, all these Snyderverse fans who claim that the Snyderverse would make billions and billions and billions of dollars, but that first movie comes out and it makes $600, $700 million, while the first movie in the DCU makes $900, a billion. You don't want that to happen. You don't. Here's the thing. We may get Snyderverse down the line. I doubt it, but it's always a possibility. I think it's going to be an animation and four, five, six, seven years, something like that. I do, but we're not getting it now. We will not be getting it now. So what else do we have when it comes to DCU? Well, now we have to talk about when is all this coming out? DC Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, which I love the title, Gods and Monsters. Like that is a great this is a great way to differentiate differentiate itself from Marvel which goes by phases. This is chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. We don't know how long a chapter is going to run. Chapter could be 4 years, it could be 5 years, it could be 6 years. It could be chapter 1 could be the whole 10 years. We don't know what it is right now. But I love it because you take a look at these projects that are coming out. You know, Superman would be considered a god. 
the authority would be considered gods of of some type. You have Paradise Lost, which I'm sure we'll delve in and dive into the the idea of you know Greek mythology and the gods of Zeus and Hera. We also have the monster side when it comes to Swamp Thing, you know, creatures, commandos, Waller. What's Waller gonna bring? Well, honestly, I think that we're going to see some more of the monster side over there, similar to what we saw in Peacemaker. The Brave and the Bold, the Batman story, Lanterns. There's a lot there that we're going to see that I think it's just great to see gods and monsters. I think this is really going to, to showcase how different this entire franchise universe is going to be from anything we've seen before the one thing i'm going to mention about brave and the brave and the bold you know again a lot of people are upset because they claim james gunn claims that he wants to go younger with this universe and they got rid of henry cavill people are mad ben affleck's gone they get mad and then they get mad because they hear brave and the bold and they hear that damian wayne is going to be the the robin in there which is the what fourth iteration of robin technically and continuity maybe even what fifth i can't remember if he was before or after carrie kelly but here's the thing if you think about it we don't know at what age this universe's batman began he could have been batman at the age of 21 22 years old and when he was 19 20 years old he was hanging around talia Ghul, and they got busy with it and this Batman could be 30 to 35 years old. There's a good possibility of that. Still younger than the 40, mid-40s that Affleck was and that Batman was in the Snyderverse. I think what I'm so excited about when it comes to the Brave and the Bold is the fact that they are highlighting, that they, they made sure to highlight that the Bat family is out there. So Nightwing... Batgirl, maybe Batwoman, Red Hood out there, maybe? That That's what I'm excited about. Because I think I've been saying for years is that, that, that they need to they need to focus on the Bat family and really establish that world in a film universe. Because the great thing about the DC universe compared to say marvel is while all of this is connected there's so many great individual little universes within the larger universe marvel has it with like the x-men and 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 the guardians and stuff like that but you have your core characters in dc that have their own little world of heroes and villains and they need to really focus on that. And I think that's a, that, that would be a great way to help build DC in a relatively quick manner. My suggestion to James Gunn, just as it was to Walter Hamada, just as it was to Zack Snyder before, make a Nightwing television show in the same vein as the Netflix's Daredevil. Lower budget, not a lot of money to do it, there's not a lot of special effects. You just got to get some great stuntmen who are really acrobatic. And you can start building out the world of Gotham and Bloodhaven and Arkham. You can start building that out in a television show, introducing some of the Bat family there. And you can get into the mind of Dick Grayson on why he left being Robin. And why he, similar to how they touched on it in Titans with Robin, but they only touched on it for very, very briefly. It wasn't really focused on as much as it should. But the, the, the anger that Dick Grayson has towards Bruce and why he left being Robin and became Nightwing. I think that would be a great television show where it's just him. I mean, not just him, but it's not a team like Titans is. And have him face off against Deathstroke. Have Deathstroke as the villain. 
He's trying to stop something or other. Maybe he hears about an assassination attempt or something like that on Batman, and Nightwing tries to intervene despite his anger and hatred towards Bruce, but he's doing this to show that he is a better man than what Bruce is, or something in that in that regard. I don't know. I think that would be a great way to go. And get that out before the brave and the bold. Get that out before then. That's just my opinion. But back to what <laughs> what was what was announced because that's why you're all here. That's why you're all listening. So, when do I think a lot of this stuff is going to come out? And that's a good question because I think a lot of people just have this assumption that James Gunn says Superman Legacy is going to start off our journey on July 11th, 2025. But he's talking about the films. He's not talking about TV shows. Creature Commandos, which is already in development. It's already being created. As we speak, as I'm sitting here, it's in production in some form or fashion. I think it's coming out 2024. I would say March, April, spring. I'm going to say spring of 2024. But here's the crazy thing. I truly believe they're going to push Aquaman to 2024. I think that is actually a smart move. And I think that they're going to announce that at Comic-Con this year. The reason why I think it's a smart move is you already have Shazam, Blue Beetle, and Flash for 2023. The only movie that you have in 2024 at this point in time is Joker. And that's not connected to the DCU at all. And I think because the Flash is what resets the DC universe and... James Gunn specifically stated that Aquaman fits in with the DCU. It kind of slides in there. If it slides in well, you can throw Aquaman in 2024 and help move that story along even more. That way, you're not lost. You don't lose anything when it comes to the excitement around the DCU. But so let's just say, let's say they do put Aquaman in 2024, which, like I said, I think is a smart move, and I think they should do that. You have Creature Commandos, which is an animated show, come out in 2024. But I think they're also going to get Waller out in 2024. I think the Amanda Waller show is going to come out in 2024, which is going to showcase, you know, part of Team Peacemaker. Quite possibly Peacemaker will be involved with it. But don't forget, there's also a Peacemaker Season 2 that's being made, which I think is going to slide into this somewhere. Not in 2024. I'm thinking that's going to be more maybe 2025, 2026, somewhere around there for the next Peacemaker. But I think Waller, Waller is going to be the unofficial second season of Peacemaker, much like the Book of Boba Fett was kind of the unofficial third season of The Mandalorian. Waller is going to be the same thing for Peacemaker. And I think that's going to round out 2024. I think if they push Aquaman to 2024, plus you have Joker 2, and then you have Creature Commandos and Waller. I think that's a, a nice taste of what we're going to start seeing and start pushing in that direction towards the DCU. 2025, movie-wise, we're going to get Superman Legacy. That is already announced with a release date of July 11th of 2025. TV-wise, I think that's when Lanterns is going to come out. From what I understand, they've adapted what Jeff Johns and uh, Berlanti were working on for the Lantern show, their, their Green Lantern Corps show. And they've kind of taken that concept and adjusted it to fit within the DCU. And that's at least what I've heard. Whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But if that is the case, that can that's something that can get done if you if you think about it casting shoot in 2024 have it out by 2025 is is very possible and the reason why i'm saying that this could happen so fast is because for the next movie in 2025 i think it's going to be swamp thing i think 2025 we're going to see swamp thing come out simply because we're already hearing rumors of directors or a director being rumored to direct that movie in james mangold and if he if they're that far in the process of where we're starting to hear rumors of a director being involved. Well, then I think we're a bit further ahead with that than 
we all thought or would think. So for 2025, so far, Superman Legacy, Swamp Thing for Films, Lanterns TV, and I think Booster Gold will be TV as well. And the reason why I say Booster Gold for 2025 is because that is going to that's it that's going to showcase the humor side and if you think about it creature commandos is more that going to be more that humor side in 2024 maybe even waller slightly but i i think james gunn is going to want to have that a little bit of comedy of some sort each year and whether it's a, a show or movie in some form and that's going to be booster gold for him and i think that that's going to come out in 2025 and again that's a tv show which I'm so ecstatic about. Booster Gold, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for Booster Gold. I've been wanting a Booster Gold movie or TV show for nearly 20 years. Uh, I, I remember seeing him on Smallville, and I was like, how could they do my boy like this? But I saw, I've always seen the potential, and I know there was, for years, there was the, the talk of uh, Alan Tudyk being Blue Beetle, and um, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name from... From Firefly, you know who I'm talking about uh, as being <laughs> Booster Gold. I think that would have been pretty cool. I think they would have done well. Uh, so I, I want to know who you think. I, I know a lot of people talk about Chris Pratt. I'm one of those. I think Chris Pratt would be perfect for for Booster Gold. And regardless of his uh, of his role as as uh, Star Lord and Guardians, while they're somewhat similar in tone for character. I think he's, they should bring him over for Booster Gold. Uh, there's a lot of people who want uh, um, Glenn Powell, who was in Top Gun Maverick. I want Glenn Powell as, as Hal Jordan, uh, but some people want him as Booster Gold. I, I mean, if they get Glenn Powell at all, I'm cool with that. But I really think that Chris Pratt was made, simply made for Booster Gold. That takes us to 2026, and it's crazy to think we're now... We, we take a look. We just went through two years, almost three years worth of films and TV. And we're on to 2026. And I think this is when we're going to get Brave and the Bold. And the reason why I think we're going to get Brave and the Bold in 2026 is because the Batman comes out in 2025. I don't think you want to have two Batman movies out in the same year. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm not a fan of the Batman, so I'll probably see part two, but... I'd be more interested in seeing the Brave and the Bold than the Batman. And I would understand the differences, but the general audience may not get it. So you move the Brave and the Bold to 2026, or you have that come out in 2026. I, I think Superman 2025, your Batman in 2026. I think that's a good move. I think that's a smart move to do. I think also for film, we're going to get The Authority in 2026 the reason why i say 2026 for this is this is a much bigger movie than any of the other films and and projects that we're going to get prior to this this is uh, a lot of people when you talk about tone they're like think of the boys meets uh what do they say the boys meets whatever uh, they, they that's what they talk about and that's fine Okay, that, that is perfectly fine. But I look at it as more of a, a more edgy Eternals. If we re think about how big Eternals was as a film, from the cast to the action to the special effects to the story, all of that, and that's how the authority is going to be. It's a, it's a bigger ensemble cast with bigger sets. I think this is going to be pushed to 2026. This is going to be the biggest movie that they make in what's been announced so far and they have to make money they need to prove to warner brothers that these things will be successful and make money such as superman swamp thing lanterns and brave and the bold make some money before you can drop some kind of money on something like that and more so when superman i think everything hinges on superman you can get away with doing the the animated series of Creature Commandos. You can get away with doing the Waller TV show before Superman comes out. But everything else hinges off of Superman Legacy. If that movie fails, I, I, I believe this wholeheartedly, if that movie fails, which I don't think it will, but if it fails, that's it. 
this whole thing is being scrapped and I don't think we're going to get a connected universe. I think it'll just be movies similar to the Batman to Joker, that kind of thing where filmmakers will come in, pitch an idea. It may or may not get greenlit and they'll go from there. So a lot of everything, a lot of this, all of it really hinges on that Superman movie, which is why James Gunn has taken it on himself to write this film which I commend him for. He is a, he is a damn good writer. Uh, he's written movies such as Dawn of the Dead, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Slither, and they're all different types of films. He is very versatile when it comes as being a writer. Director, he's not really one note. Uh, he's definitely good at getting, getting his actors to feel comfortable on set. And you take a look at something like what he's done with the guardians. Who thought Dave Batista would be good as Drax. I thought it was ridiculous when they hired him to play Drax and it worked out well. And so when you really think about it, you know, director wise, if he does take on being the director of Superman legacy, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people think it's going to be. He understands the characters. He knows that Superman isn't going to go around making dick and fart jokes like some of the people in Guardians do. That's not who Superman is, and he understands that. He gets that. So in 2026, Brave and the Bold, The Authority, and I think for TV, we're going to get the final announced TV show, which is Paradise Lost, which again, that's another larger budget type of event show they're calling it similar to game of thrones and if that's the case if they want to go that route and say look this is like game of thrones you're gonna have to really showcase that and do a damn good job in in showing that and then 2027 the only thing that we haven't talked about yet is the movie supergirl woman of tomorrow but here's the crazy thing Here's the crazy thing. So while we're getting all these films over the next X amount of years, don't be surprised. I think that they're going to have Superman officially cast, Batman officially cast, before The Flash comes out. And I truly believe that they're going to stick them in the end of that movie in some form or fashion. I do. It just makes sense. You stick them in the flash and then stick one of them in the Aquaman movie, whether it's at the end or wherever it is, because you need to start establishing that this is the version of Batman. This is the version of Superman that's around. I don't think you can, I don't think you can put out five movies, four movies well, it'd be four movies and a live-action TV show. All set in the universe or similar universe without knowing who the Superman is. So I do. I think that they're going to cast, have those two cast and have them pop up in the Flash movie. And then one or both of them will pop up in Aquaman. I think Batman will pop up in Superman. I think Booster Gold, Lanterns, you know, all that stuff are going to showcase these different characters. We're not going to be waiting as long as you think to see all of these characters popping up. We're not going to wait until 2026 to finally see Batman. We're going to see him in 2025 at the latest. We're going to see the Green Lanterns. Probably, quite possibly, we'll see some Green Lanterns and Creature Commandos, maybe even in Waller. So I think we're going to really, James Gunn is going to expand this in a very fluid way and show that, look, these heroes know each other. We're not jumping in at the very beginning of, of heroes. That's what Marvel did. Marvel was like, there's never been heroes. Now there's heroes. But then you kind of go back and they start looking at things from the past. You're like, oh, no, there were heroes before, kind of. But really the heroes started in Iron Man. This is going to showcase, no, all these heroes have been around for a while. They're all buddy-buddy, or they're not buddy-buddy. Maybe they haven't formed a Justice League yet, but they either know of each other, have heard about each other, or have met each other. And, and I, I love that idea. 
I do. And like I said, this isn't going to be all that we get. I know that he said two movies a year, which is perfectly fine. But here's the thing. Peacemaker season two, like I said, that's coming. We just don't know when. I can't imagine they push Peacemaker season two to 2027. That's got to be 2026. If Waller's truly like the, you know, the pseudo season two of Peacemaker, then the real season two of Peacemaker has to come out a year or two later at the at the the latest two years later. I want to know everyone's thoughts though on all this. So make sure you tell us in the uh, in the comments. All right. Little interesting uh tweet here from James Gunn today. He goes, We're we're talked we talk, I think it's just supposed to be we we talked a lot about one woman of tomorrow, but these are more of the comics inspiring DC Studios and the new DCU in these early days. That doesn't mean we're adapting all these comics, but that the feel, the look, or the tone of them are touchstones for our team. Check them out. And obviously you got Superman done by Grant Morrison. Uh, All-Star Superman, I'm sorry. All-Star Superman done by Grant Morrison, which he already mentioned. Uh, let's see. We got The Authority from Warren Ellis, Mark Millar, Tom Pyre, Brian Hitch, Frank Quietly, and Dustin uh, Nugent, I believe is how you say that. And we got Batman by Grant Morrison. Uh, so this is kind of what the Brave and Bold is going to be loosely um, inspired by. And the Absolute Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. So those are some of the, the ideas. And, and here's the thing. He's showcased Swamp Thing. So they're showcasing the films that they announced here. He's saying, look, these films are inspired by these comics is what he's saying. And I think that's a great thing that he's highlighting the comic or the, the movies right now, because the next five films are Supergirl, woman of tomorrow's Superman legacy, brave and the bold swamp thing and the authority. So it's cool that he, he showed that. I like that. It's smart, smart of him to do it really is. Now, people were all upset at him because he he put a uh, a poll on Twitter, trunks or no trunks, and it's like, dude, like people were upset that he did that, and then he's like, look, this isn't this is just for funsies, like this isn't for what we're gonna do, and if it just so happens that the one that wins happens, it is what it is. But people, they just get they get so butthurt, and all they want to do is just criticize James Gunn, it wouldn't have mattered who was in there. If it's not Zack Snyder, people are going to complain. And it's real annoying. A lot of people are curious about Gal Gadot because there's a lot of mention of Jason Momoa reprising his role as Aquaman again. Peter Safran actually said that uh, the plan is to have an Aquaman 3. But then they, you know, people are like, what about Gal? And James Gunn says, well, look, we've talked to Gal. She's up for doing stuff. We're not sure what we're going to do with that. All I can tell you really right now really is just Henry and Ben are not a part of this universe. So there's still a possibility that Gal Gadot is no longer Wonder Woman, which again, I don't see as a problem. People get mad. Oh, why does Jason Momoa get to stay? He's just friends with them, that kind of crap. And it's like, you know what? Let the man build his universe how he wants to build it. That's what he was hired to do. That's what he was hired to do. You then get this, where people get upset. It's not an origin story, talking about the Superman movie. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing, Peter Safran said. He's the embodiment of truth, justice, in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old-fashioned. And people are mad because he said American way. Do people realize that was Superman's motto for 70 freaking years? Maybe more. 75 years. It was only in the past like two to five years where they changed it for to a better tomorrow. 
which again isn't a bad saying, but people are mad because he said American way. You can't have it both ways, people. You can't sit there and say, we want our Superman to be this. We want to we want to get Superman to his roots and be as he was in the comics. And then whenever the, the people are creating the new Superman, take that, you get pissed off. It just bothers me. Why? 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 Just be optimistic for once. Stop being so negative about everything. My God. I don't know if there's anything else that was fun here. Doesn't look like it. Yeah. Just so much on, on Twitter. Really, really annoying with everything. I just hope that people start to, to allow themselves to get excited. Don't be so negative about everything. I get that you wanted to, the continuation of the Snyderverse. You were never promised the continuation of the Snyderverse. Not only were you not promised the continuation, but but it ended in 2017. It was killed by a completely different regime. Completely different people in charge. Accept it. I have. I have. We have three movies, three amazing films. We can watch whenever we want. You can't ask for more than that right now. And the more you bitch and complain, the more you act like little assholes, the less likely you will ever get anything you want. They're not going to just bow down and say, oh, sorry, Snyderverse fans. We should have done this, but no. After the fire James Gunn tweets, calling out David Zaslav for trying and calling for boycotts of DC films and Warner Brother movies, for calling out other filmmakers from films that aren't even attached to the DC universe. Warner Brothers will never give you what you want if you continue to do that. It's plain and simple. That's just how it is. You may not like it, but that's life. This idea and thought of you're owed something. (laughs) You're just, just the consumer. You're not owed a damn thing. Sit back. Allow the filmmakers who are in charge Filmmake. It's all you can do. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Go watch Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon and his Army of the Dead series. <laughs> but you could be missing out on something great. And notice I said could. It doesn't mean that it's going to be amazing and fantastic. You could miss out on something great. Again, let me know your thoughts on all of the DCU Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. When do you think these movies and and television shows and projects are going to release? When do you think they're going to come out? Do you think that this is a good plan? I think it's a great plan. It differentiates itself enough from something like Marvel. You're getting a little of everything. You're getting your well-known characters lesser known characters and even some of your horror side and monsters it's brilliant it is a smart way to do it not saying what marvel did wasn't smart it was a different time 15 years ago things have changed and this is a great idea this is a great way to do it and that's another funny thing you know people sit there and say oh look you guys this is a terrible slate you guys are just trying to make it look good blah 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 Well, first off, no, it's not a terrible slate. It's not. It may not be great, but we won't know that until it's all out. That's where the fact, that's when it's going to be determined how good this slate actually is. Personally, I think it's going to be great. I think. I hope. Glass is half full. It's not half empty. It's half full. Be optimistic. Get excited. Be excited. 
Stop acting like you're owed something and just enjoy what we're going to get. If you haven't yet, guys, on the channel, Ken Yombo, my co-host, one of my co-hosts, did his first ever solo video. And he went over the entirety of the DCU Chapter 1 slate that has been announced so far and his excitement level, and he ranks them on his excitement level. It's a, it's a really cool little video. Show him some love. Jump over. Find it. Uh, it's called This Is Hype Ranked. That's what the feature image shows. Uh, it's Ken's 10 ranking the DCU. Check it out. Uh, I think it, it, show him some love. Show him some love. Like it. Share it. Comment on it. All that fun stuff. Please do so. Again, let me know your comments on everything. Make sure you smash that like button. I can't talk. Smash that like button. Hit subscribe. For you podcast listeners out there, make sure you find us on all the podcatching, major podcatching apps, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google, Amazon, all those fun things, as well as we're on Anchor. You can find us there. Um, follow us on the podcatching apps. That helps as well. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Five stars. Five star rating would be amazing. And comment on there. You can email us at btg at outlook.com if you ever want to ask a question or if you want to be a guest on this show. You can just give us a little, little email. Little email thing, btg at outlook.com to be a guest on the show or to ask us some questions that we can put on, on the show. I'm down for either. I'm down for either. But everyone... Thank you so much for watching today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for partaking in this greatness of Virginia Geekdoms. I am excited about the DCU. I can't wait to see what James Gunn has in store. In store. In store. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm, I'm excited for Comic-Con. I think Comic-Con, we're going to get casting reveals. And I'm excited about that. But with all that said, everybody, thank you so much. And I'll talk at all of you later.